Hello and welcome to Property Money Trees, Maximising Property Values, the once a month show where I break down the steps of how to recognise, enhance and then extract the values in property in order to create wealth. Would you like to find out how you can benefit from the steps of maximising property values? This is even if you don't own a property yet or have a deposit. If that's a yes, then you're in the right place to find out. My name is Patricia Ogunfaber, and although many know me for my work as a solicitor, on this show you will be getting the benefit of my 30 plus years worth of experience of maximising property values, experience which has given me a net worth in millions. So who might benefit from listening to this show? Literally anyone with an interest in creating property wealth. Welcome back. Um, Today's episode is going to be another short and sweet one. I'm beginning to love those ones. Really, really just in and out, short to the point. So it's about what we need to be looking out for when we are renting. So at the moment, rents are high. Um, Everyone's able to charge good rents. But there is, there's a catch and people can actually fall foul of one overcharging because if you overcharge and your property isn't really worth what you're charging uh, from your tenant, things are going to go wrong. And even if things don't go wrong, they're not going to be happy. So they're going to be moaning. That's the last thing you want. Secondly, if things aren't quite right in the property and things start to go wrong, they will not let you rest because you are charging a really high rent. Then the other side of things is you may well get people who can't afford your property, who are desperate and who will scam you or try to scam you. So hopefully after listening to this, you will not fall foul of any such scam. Um. And this is the main reason actually for this particular episode because I am quite sure that I came across a potential scammer with a property I was trying to rent um, in keeping with my maximising property values. The rent was high. My rents are always high, but they are high because I am actually providing a premium product. Anyway, this was something that I was doing on open rent. The guy got my phone number. How many people know how to actually get landlord phone numbers from open rent? I do get potential tenant phone numbers, but I've never been phoned by a potential tenant before. This particular guy. Anyway, he rang me and from the, from, from, from the very, very beginning, he was trying to sweet talk me. And I remember thinking to myself, why is he doing this? Why is he making such an effort? Is it because there's something not quite right with him? Anyway, we talked and we talked and we talked. And in the end, it transpires that he's not going to pass his referencing. Well, that in itself isn't necessarily a problem, but it was a red flag for me. Then... um. He said, oh, but don't worry, because I can pay all the rent up front. 
So I said, okay, fine. Would that be 12 months rent? He goes, no, six months. So then I asked him, I asked him what length of tenancy he was after. And he said, 12 months. So I said, well, then you can't pay all the rent up front, can, can you? Anyway, so this goes on and I say, well, do you know, I am prepared to consider a six month AST um, if that's all you're willing to pay up front because I need to insure my rents and I will not be able to do that if you can't pass comprehensive referencing. Anyway, so we carry on and he says, oh, I've got lots of money in the bank. And then, um, and I'm thinking, well, if you've got lots of money in the bank and you want a 12 month AST, why are you unable to pay 12 months up front? So, yep. Um, then he, uh, so when he first reached out to me before he phoned me, he said, oh, I'm looking for a place for myself and my fiance and your place looks absolutely amazing, ideal. So I respond back saying, oh, congratulations on the, you know, pending nuptials. Um, and then he, when he rings me, he says, oh no, we're not, um, she's not said yes yet. Mm. Um, and she says she's not going to say yes until we get our own place. So I'm, well, maybe that's because they haven't lived together just yet. And then he also says to me that he got divorced, I think maybe a year or two ago. But he's been with this new person for about six years. So again, for me, it was a bit of a red flag. You know, I'm not a moral judge, but I just thought, hmm, do I really want that sort of person as a tenant? Because I need to be able to trust my tenants. Um, it's a mutual thing, but anyway. So, but it, it wasn't enough to make me say no. Uh, it was just another red flag. Anyway, they came, they had a look. I actually quite liked them. He carried on trying to schmooze me and I'm thinking, well, why are you doing this? Anyway, um, then he said his girlfriend, um, the fiancé-to-be, worked as a buyer for TK Maxx. Now, when she turned up, she was wearing like fake designer stuff. And I thought, ooh, that doesn't actually, it doesn't fit in with a buyer for TK Maxx because they actually have luxury goods in TK Maxx, you know, as well. Okay, fine, they are at knockdown prices, but they do have good quality stuff there. And I thought, well, if you're a buyer and you can't even suss out what is good quality from what isn't, do you actually really work there? But again, I thought all of this will come out in the wash. No real big deal as yet. Um, then I said, okay, fine. You're not going to pass comprehensive referencing, but I still do need to reference you. Um, I'll reference your girlfriend. Oh, no, no, no. Because I'll, I'll be the one renting from you. Um, so I go, oh, okay um again another red flag at this point i'm thinking how do i say no to this guy so then i go okay um right to uh rent um i need to do the checks so let me have your data pages of your passports so he gives me his he it does look like him um so i say i'll need to see the original when you do move in 
um and then he said oh i've lost it because when i got divorced my wife um binned lots of my stuff one of one of which was my passport but i've applied for a new one so i goes okay not a problem let me have the home offices acknowledgement um letter saying that you've applied you know for a new passport and then i'll I'll liaise with them regarding your right to rent. Oh, I don't know where it is. My daughter's doing this for me. At this point, I know I can't actually rent to this guy. Anyway, we carry on. Um, so obviously I don't know anything about the girlfriend stroke fiance. I don't know if she's entitled to live in the UK. Um, and if you know that two people are going to live in your property, you do, ha you are obliged to carry out your right to rent checks on, on each of them. You, you really must. Um, anyway, so this is carrying on. So I say to him, well, look, I do need to have all the papers and I do need to have everything. So he goes, yes, I'll pay. Uh, so at this point he's not paid a holding deposit. So I say, well, look, pay your holding deposit. It was to kill the property for you. Um, and um, so this was before, you know, the few other red flags came up. Um, then he said, oh, yes, I will do that. So I said, but I will need, you know, this document and that document and, you know, or whatnot. Um, and then he said, oh, yes, I will do that. So I sent him all the details. I sent him the contract for, you know, starting the referencing and, you know, how his holding deposit would be treated. Um, and then he said, yes, not a problem, Patricia. Can I pay it to you tomorrow morning? I'm thinking, yeah, pay it tomorrow morning and we'll see what the right to rent actually um, um, it brings up. Um, so, um, and I think at that point, he couldn't give me the documents for his girlfriend. So he didn't pay the holding rent the following morning. So I just immediately just wrote to him and said, I really am sorry. I don't feel comfortable renting to you. Please do not pay any holding deposit. He was most upset. Oh, Patricia, I was getting all those papers together for you. You asked for them. I had to go to my office to get some of them. I had to do this, I had to do that. And I just thought, I've made up my mind. So what I'm trying to bring out you know, to people is this. Even if someone offers to pay you a big sum of money up front, it doesn't mean that they're the best tenant for you. And the other thing as well is that he could well, and I suspect this is what would have happened, at the end of the six months, he wouldn't have left. Then I would have been left chasing him to either leave or pay rent, which he wouldn't have paid. And then he'd start to complain about things going wrong in the property, probably things that he actually sabotaged himself. So we just need to be very, 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 very careful because what's the point of taking someone in on a high rent for six months and then you can't get them out for another six? Effectively, you've charged half the rent that you actually wanted, you know, for, for the year. And that may well not even pay your mortgage. That may well, you know, lead to you being repossessed, to the property being repossessed from you. Do you want to be in that situation? So we do need to be very, 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 very careful. 
and another thing that I will say you know for people to also look out um, for is with Airbnb so it's absolutely superb and again I've recommended it in episode 10 of my podcasts about the longer term Airbnb lets. Now, if you are going to do that, the the advice and, and what I said in episode 10 still applies as long as your property is not going to be the person's only stroke primary home for that period. Because if it is, then what you're actually doing is you're giving them AST rights. And there was a case that actually says this. It's the case of Abassi, A-B-A-S for Sierra, S for Sierra, I against Bolza, B for Bertie, O-L-Z-A, um, where the judge said because they rented for four months initially and it was their primary home, um, they had rights against unlawful eviction and because the landlord actually turned off the electricity for 19 days, um, he had to compensate them and pay them £12,000, um, odd nearly £13,000. I don't know that they even paid him that much during the four months rent um, or four months period that they um, uh, took took out initially via Airbnb. And also he the landlord had to pay their legal costs of around £90,000. So be very, 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 very careful if you're taking on long, longer term um, Airbnb tenants, make sure that th- your property is not going to be their primary home. And if it is going to be their primary home, then make sure that you um, treat it as you would an ordinary AST, give them their, you know, uh, gas safety reports, give them their electrical installation condition reports, um, give them their um, how to rent documents, the latest one. So you really must check and make sure that you're giving your tenants the latest document. Otherwise, it will be difficult for you to issue a Section 21 notice for as long as that right remains for us to actually use. Um, But short and sweet, and this has gone on for long enough. So yeah, two things, two messages in this particular podcast. One, somebody offering you an amount of money up front because they're not going to pass their referencing may not be the best thing for you. So do your due diligence. And secondly, be very, very careful if you are uh, doing a long term let on Airbnb, because um, again, you could run into difficulties if you if you're not aware of the things that you need to be aware of anyway everyone have a great month and um i think i'm going to do a special podcast for the first of december but i'll see how it goes anyway um hopefully you will come back and uh, do take care